This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And of course, we start the show with the winning combination of well, with the award-winning SCORE volunteer, Lucy Polito. How are you doing today, Lucy? I am terrific, and I am so happy we have a wonderful guest. Uh, I, I just want to give you a little preview that when I heard her uh, meeting, I was at a meeting where she gave the talk, and it was really outstanding, and it's going to be something that everybody should be very, very much interested in. Yeah, this... So I leave it at that. This is a subject for everybody, whether you're in business yes. or not. So, uh, we'll Absolutely. Get... All right, so we'll get to that guest here momentarily. In the meantime, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, but, of course, this show is all about SCORE and everything that SCORE has going on. As you will see, it oftentimes it involves subjects that would benefit anybody. So I know that we focus the show on entrepreneurs, but you folks out there listening who aren't entrepreneurs, you should still take advantage of going to the SCORE website, orlando.score.org, and sign up for the newsletter there because uh, many of the webinars I know you would find fascinating and I'm sure very useful. So everybody should go to orlando.score.org, sign up for the excellent newsletter, or at least visit there regularly. But uh, if you sign up for the newsletter, of course, you'll get that. You'll get alerts as the upcoming webinars, speakers, and events, orlando.score.org. And, of course, SCORE is, the offices are open. They had a break, a brief break during the holidays. But, as usual, they're back hard at work in the Orlando Fashion Square where they are in the offices of the National Entrepreneur Center with a lot of other great organizations, each and every one of them there to serve you, the entrepreneurs here in Central Florida. And uh, if you would like to uh, stop by and see them, it's best to call ahead and make an appointment unless you just want to say, hey, which is okay. You can give them a call at 407-420-4844. So for a score, it's 407-420-4844. And if you call during normal business hours, which are 10 to 4 Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1 on Friday, you'll get an actual human being, or if they're tied up, they will call you right back. If you leave a message after hours, they'll call you back the very next business day. Oftentimes, your questions can be answered over the phone quickly, but more importantly, score is there to hopefully set up a relationship with you at your convenience so that they can be there to help you on a regular basis. And uh, so take advantage of it and everything that SCORE has to offer, whether it's the educational programming, the newsletter, and uh, most of the events like the Coffee with the Leader presentation, all of that is provided at the inflation and deflation-proof price of, you got to say it again, Lucy, Oh my gosh! Every, I thought we would give up on that word this no year, way. but I guess I have to say it again. It's absolutely free. That's right. That's that's our weekly tribute to Rich Jekyll, who used to love saying it's free. <laughs> so now Lucy gets to have yes. the pleasure of it. So, uh, anyways, and that's because of some great sponsorships and grants. Of course, Score is a nonprofit organization. 
And if you would like to become a donor, it's easy to do. Just go to Orlando.score.org. And the same if you would like to be a volunteer like Lucy and offer up your expertise, your wisdom, your experiences to the up-and-coming entrepreneurs who might need all of that. 407-420-4844 for SCORE and Orlando.score.org. And on Facebook, SCORE Orlando. You just flip the words around. Okay, so as we said, oftentimes they have uh, programming or educational programming and, uh, and, and people that can benefit everybody. And that brings us to our guest today. Uh, we're going to talk a little cybersecurity. So I'd like to welcome to the show Regine Bono. Regine, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, we appreciate <laughs> it, but I don't recall you being on the show before, but we've been doing this a long time. Have you been? No, I haven't. This is my first time, a great time. I met with Lucy at one of the events I spoke at, and she said, you're coming to my show. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Well, And here I am. <laughs> all right. What we do is uh, first we want to find out a little bit about Regine, and then we'll talk a lot about cybersecurity. So if you could just kind of give us sort of a resume type thing, but we do want to know, like, where are you from, where you went to school, and then the stuff that leads up to where we're, you're at now involved with cybersecurity. Please. No, no problem. I'm originally from Haiti. I was born in Haiti, but I grew up, I came to the United States when I was 10, grew up in New York, got involved in, uh, uh, and then I moved to Florida, like, oh my God, it's 20 years now. It's, oh no, 19, 19. I got one more year to go. <laughs> it's 20 and, and I'm no longer a New Yorker, right? But, um, you know, uh, what led me to where I am today it started very early at a young age. Uh, I was the young uh, the young girl that my mom would give me a doll and I would be the one trying to like do surgery on the doll, trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, every time she lay down, her eyes closed, she stands up, her eyes open. I'm like, ooh, something's going on in there. Uh, she thought I was going to be a doctor, a surgeon, but oh, well, I try to do surgery different now. <laughs> so uh, fast forward, got into programming in New York in school and junior high school, then robotics, and that was it. Uh, everything came together, fell in love, worked with attorneys uh, as I was doing uh, electrical engineering and then computer science. Um, got involved with working for an attorney, understood the legality behind it, right? The risk, the, the compliance version of what we do, and fell into governance, risk, and compliance on the cybersecurity side. Uh, because when you look at it, it's really a business. It's a business decision. It's a business initiative, and that's why it starts. It starts from the top. Um, eight years ago, officially uh, this month, I I went on the. I said I'm going to stop my company because there's a need, and how do I bridge that gap between the technicals, which I call the techies, the nerds, which is me, half of me, and then the business, right? Uh, this is another half that I learned, and I became the bridge between the two. So. How do we take what the business is needing and how the technology group understands it and help them protect themselves? And yeah, I've been on this journey and I have not looked back since. So it's been, I make it fun. It's a passion <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, you know, my our pillars are passion, impact, and partnership. And, uh, you know, with the passion, you see it not only in me, but only in the team as well. The impact is if I leave you with one extra thing every day. So I define an impact for me and then align it with the client, with our clients and colleagues as well. And then the partnership is where we, we truly become, uh, 
I tell them an extension of you, which is you as an individual, you as a client, uh, and all, and and we grow together. We build that relationship because if we're partners, then we have we both have initiatives that we work on together. We have the same um, goals, and they align, and then we get it going. And so we've been doing that for the past eight years, and uh, making it. Uh, um, as palatable as it can be. <laughs> okay. Well, going back to, as you were saying, when you were a child, you know, it's kind of, you wanted to dissect things, take them apart, see how they work. Um, yes. you, you obviously have a mind for this, but uh, obviously you also know, is what you just said that, that most people don't. And, and so you not only have to be able to accomplish the task, but you also have to be able to explain it to people who aren't, who obviously need your services because it's way beyond their, you know, pay grade, as they say. And so (laughs) you've had to develop those skills along the way too, right? Yes. Yes, I have. And, um, and, you know, again, um, it came, I've been fortunate, you know, to have been around people to that actually pushed me to do that and engage with me. And the thing about it is you have, in order to be effective, you have to understand both sides, right? And uh, so I have a friend of mine, she's always saying that she's one of those nerds that can look you in the eye. <laughs> she's not looking at your shoes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is. But, you know, I see you laughing, Lucy, but, you know, you had to do this, too. I mean, you had to do both sides. You had yes. to, when, when you were, you know, working for Amex, right? Well, yeah, that's absolutely right. Very needed. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yes. Now, um, we're going to take a break here in about two minutes. Um, can we, yeah, what, what is your website, please? So people can be, go ahead and begin to visit it. Awesome. It's R as in Robert, B as in Bravo, um, O-N-N-E-A-U-L-L-C.com. So it's all, no, actually, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, <laughs> it's RV Advisory llc.com. Okay, so that's RB Advisory, and you spell the word advisory just like it normally would be. RB Advisory LLC.com. RB Advisory LLC.com. Okay, thank you. Um, yes. So, so, <laughs> so, my name. All right. So, uh, how long have you been RB Advisory? So, we've been um, eight years now, eight years officially. This, okay. this month. Oh well, congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> uh, she's 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 crossed some very important thresholds, hasn't she, Lucy? Yes, she is. She has, and I'm telling you, I was so excited when I heard her uh, presentation to us that I said, "Oh, this lady needs to be heard." Lots of businesses uh, need her, and uh, I mean, it is it is the thing of the current and future businesses and how they need it. So uh, please pay attention to this because this is really a need in every business. It doesn't matter what business you're in and even for personal information and personal things. Absolutely. Uh, Once again, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity with Regine Bono and the website is RB, her initials, obviously, rbadvisoryllc.com, rbadvisoryllc.com. And obviously, you can work with anybody anywhere, but you are located here in Central Florida. Are you not, Regine? 
Yes, I am. I am right here. I'm actually 20 minutes away from the NEC where SCORE is, uh, um, Research Parkway. So we're right in Orlando and the Winter Park area. Okay. All right. So I always always said hashtag made in Orlando. So there you go. All right. Made in Orlando. I like that. All right. So we will come back and speak with Regine about cybersecurity. And once again, her website, rbadvisoryllc.com. And don't forget to check out orlando.score.org. So anyway, I hope you'll stay with us because we are coming right back with more of What's the Score? the score and once again we want to thank you for listening and telling your friends and family about the show we really do appreciate that of course we got lucy polito and myself christopher hart here today with our guest regine bono and we're going to talk a little cyber security as we were saying this is something that can benefit anybody and uh, don't forget also if you want to tell others who can't listen to the show now but want to hear about this subject they can go to the score website after the show airs here this weekend, and they can find it at the in the archive there. That's, of course, Orlando.score.org. But back to you, Regine. So cybersecurity, I, obviously you said you started out writing programming in high school. Did I get that right, or very early in your life? No, junior high school. Junior, oh, okay, junior high school. Uh, how did that come to be? Obviously, um, this is something that, you know, at, well, it was a very difficult subject matter, you might say. Go ahead. Well, yes, that, that was like, what, 1990s, right? Um, it was uh, being offered in school. We had the coolest teacher, Mr. Johnson. I remember him. I have to go find him one day um, to say thank you, right? Because, you um, you know, the, the teachers inspires you, right? And you gravitate to different ones. And different. he was like the coolest one with the long hair, the the biker he's like the biker with the with the boots so everyone's like oh we're taking this class and <laughs> some people have taken and said oh it's very hard and stuff like that but one thing i always said is you know what everything people everyone sees things differently they experience it differently hence why the company right because i could say cyber and you're like oh my god but guess what it's for everyone you just have to understand where you are right All and right. then make it work for you uh, to fit your needs so that's how it started. So I went in um, and took the class. And back then, we did not have programs to actually write it for you, right? So uh, you had to pro- learn programming by hand. So you had to write the program and then type it in the computer and watch the green turtle work with your <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> I, I would so. think, well, the reason I wanted you to review that is because yeah. I would think that that gives you a particularly insightful or, or particular perspective that many may not have when it comes to cybersecurity, because you've seen the industry, the technology grow throughout the years yes. from that experience. Yes. Am, I, am I off base here? No, you're absolutely correct. I, not in my wildest dream did I think that I would be here, right? Because they always say, right? Uh, and then, you know, like you said, I've seen the transition I've seen how things uh, have moved and now they're moving faster. Now I, I don't have to really think for myself now if I don't want to, right? With the new technology, AI and um, artificial intelligence, all of those new things coming in. But you're right, I've seen it from the inside out and that's why it makes it so perfect 
and it aligns so well on when we engage, right? When we speak to people, I, I, it's just something I was part of the movement. Let's put it this way, right? Part of the movement. And now we're trying to catch up and make things work. But yeah, a whole different perspective. Originally, I would think that it was the government that was focused, and I'm sure obviously they still are, but I'm talking about primarily the military uh, because they were on the yes. forefront of using this technology uh, that they, you know, obviously saw the danger right away. Uh, and then, of course, it didn't, you know, come to the public's attention until, you know, you had these uh, cyber, uh, you know, hijackings okay. and uh, exactly. And now, of course, yes. because of our digital world, everybody is connected in one way or another, which is, once again, yes. why it's important that everybody aware that they're now part of the, shall we say, the problem or the solution. Yes. And and that's why we uh, one of the things that you mentioned, you know, cyber didn't just come up, right? That's something that's been around way before I was born, right? That the word cyber, right? But it, like it was really at the government level, very hush, right? Uh, and then, you know, I I said everything has transitioned because of where we are today. You know, the same hijacking, the same hacking was taking place different on a physical aspect, right? Because if you look at cybersecurity breaches happened physically where people were actually physically trying to get into uh, buildings, right? Back in the day, right? Like it was yesterday, right? Right. And now I don't really have to anymore, right? That's where now, like, as you mentioned, and it's becoming a real threat, an everyday threat, any second of the day threat. And it's not only businesses, it's not only governments, right? It starts with us personally. Uh, when you look at identity theft, right? That was one of them. One portion of it, when you're looking at the data, the information that was taken without your knowledge um, from other companies and in any way. So now that you, you're part of, I say we are part of a solution of the, we can be part of the solution if we know what we need to do and really take actions, right? Because then you do have some part that is part of the problem. Because again, we don't, we, if we learn the information is there is to learn how to properly navigate through it. What is the, shall we say, the most vulnerable uh, part of our grid, or how do you do uh, the network, shall we say? Uh, when you're looking at it, so first is the human. I call it the human element, right? But when you're looking at, uh, if you're asking for uh, the grid, um, and you hear we hear about critical infrastructure a lot, right? So when it comes to electrical grids, uh, our water system. Right. Uh, those are very uh, those type of networks are very um, susceptible because they're legacy. Right. And legacy means they have uh, devices and uh, uh, information application that's uh, very not archaic, archaic per se, but they're not up to date. Right. So that now how do we protect that infrastructure when you look at it? And it's a lot of it to do with the, the devices like the computers the servers that we have, which is where we, the CPU, if they call it, but where we have the information to capture, is what is, is those are the ones where uh, a lot of susceptible. Now, when we look back and I say, I call it the human elephant element, and looking at uh, age population group, as always, you have the younger generation, right? I said up to 18. I would say up to 18, then that's when they go, and then you have uh, older population. Where now you know they're retired, they're 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 home more often, 
and it's easier for for them to um fall into um giving information accessing and getting things done that because they operate on fear on, on their emotion right so as i'm not a hacker right right okay. <laughs> you operate on the person's emotion and see what they're um how to get them to um to give you information that you might um otherwise would not get right it's use whatever if it's hey your family member needs this let me have you need to pay this or um you're not you're never gonna see them again as a mother right as a parent you will fall into it and give the information next thing you know here you are right yeah. and again we mentioned they're not technology savvy it's not everyday things that they know so they won't know what to do and just follow through with it i would presume given what you're saying that as we become even more dependent on digital technology that vulnerability is only going to grow not diminish yes no it's not diminishing <laughs> all right well that's as where we you know artificial intelligence just happened Right all right, well, now. that's that's where so, you come in, uh, all right, because some of this stuff is, like you mentioned, I think one of the latest things was they're using AI technology, I guess it is, to produce voices that sound like a real person uh, to try, you know, we've, we've, cap we've kidnapped your daughter, uh, we're holding her, if you don't send us this amount of money, we're going to do whatever, and, uh, and, and that is, and, and, and it's not real. But of course, when the person hears that, if they're not aware that this might be a ruse, uh, they could once again they're they're playing on a person's fear and and their love for their loved one. So, uh, this, no, definitely, definitely. So, whatever's you, I always say, whatever's good always has this other side, right? Yeah. So, I, what we're talking about is people will hear it just to like deep fake technology. Um, that we're talking about. Um, those are things we used to see in action movies like Mission Impossible, sure, right? Right, right, <laughs> so, right. And, but now it's the same. Now it's here. Like you said, it's, it, yeah, I can impersonate. Um, when we do certain exercises, right, uh, I, you know, they're signed off. We can impersonate someone, what we call social engineering. This is where, you know, a lot of people will fall for it. And it doesn't matter who, right? Sure. At this point. If you're good enough, you will get the information that you, you you need. And we've done some exercises where we get what we need, right? Because you have to be convincing enough and have enough information. May not have, may not need a lot, but enough that the person will believe you are who you say you are, and move forward. Okay. Once again, we're speaking about cybersecurity for with Regine yes. Bono and her website <laughs> RB Advisory L lc.com rb of course her initials rb advisory you spell the word out rb advisory llc.com and so this um uh, as as we were saying this is advice because we're just about a minute left in this segment when we come back i want to talk about uh what are some of the, like the do's and don'ts okay for the, for the people out there uh, what we're doing now is talking about the threat and it, you know, everybody's vulnerable and everybody can be a part of the problem yes. or also a part of the solution. Because if you secure your own uh, devices, that helps to secure 
the whole grid. So or not, I'm, I'm probably misusing the word grid uh, because you have the electrical yeah. grid. And then <laughs> okay. really what I guess Always I mean is the network, happened, right? is the <laughs> network. Well, you can see that uh, I'm in that age bracket that probably is very vulnerable. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, no. all right. So, uh, like I say, we're going to talk about some of the, as I put them, the do's and the don'ts about cyber securing yourself. And uh, we'll come back once again with Regine. That's rbadvisoryllc.com, rbadvisoryllc.com. And once again, this is an important subject. So uh, I know you've got friends out there that that aren't listening to us right now, uh, and you would like to have them hear this. Pardon me. They can go to orlando.score.org after this weekend when the show airs, and they will put it, be putting it in the archive with all of the other shows, and you'll be able to find it, okay, right there. And they do a great job of uh, cataloging it. So uh, please uh, spread the word that people can go there and see this, or I should say hear it later on. And in the meantime, we will be right back with more of What's the Score? score. Once again, we thank you for tuning in. We've got Lucy Polito and myself, Christopher Hart, today speaking about cybersecurity with Regine Bono. Once again, her website, rbadvisoryllc.com. We want to talk about some of the do's and don'ts and some of the worries. And Lucy, uh, you were just telling us about a concern that you have. Please go ahead. Yeah, I have a concern for, for everybody, but particularly for older folks, people that are not used to this technology, such as myself, where, you know, nowadays, uh, they want, everything wants to be done through the system, through the computer. So if you want to check your bank balance, I mean, there is no such thing as calling the bank and tell me what my balance is or whatever. It's all through the system. And I mean, I and you and everyone could be a target at any time. For any, for something as simple as that, uh, so you know, it's not just businesses; it's everyone that's involved in this world is a, po- a possible target for people who are bad folks. What would you advise people to do, Regine? So, um, yes. Yeah, so, a lot of the, there's a lot of a couple of initiatives that are out there, especially with banks. Ask the banks questions. They're putting some security measures in place. I always say the first thing is to be vigilant, right? I, I look at it this way. Would you leave uh, your door open, your home door open for someone to come in, right? So how do you secure your home? Do you have one lock? Do you not have a lock? How do you do that? So the first thing I would say is understand where your information is, right? Understand um, who you've given your information to. It's not everyone. Now, if we're, let, let's... The financial fraud is the biggest part, right? Uh, when you look at it, uh, at it now, especially in banking, the bank in the industry is getting hit very hard, right? Because a lot of things now is, you heard about FinTech. So we have apps for everything, right? We have Venmo, Zelle, Cash App. We, there's a lot of ways of people requesting funds that someone can intercept thinking that it's for someone else you don't. The one thing I always say is, if someone asks you for something or email you something, Pick up the phone, the old way of doing things, and, and confirm it. Um, but that's number one. Number two is um, you have what we call um, two-factor authentication, or we've heard MFA. I always give that so you know which is multi-factor authentication. And what is that, right? If you um, have um, your app for your banking in your phone, 
you have a username and password, right? After that, there's a second way of verifying it's you. Activate it. Oh, yes, it takes you a little extra time to get to the information you need, but it will it will save you a, 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 a lot of a lot of hurt, right? Um, I apologize. It will save you a lot of hurt, right? So then what do you do? They call it multi-factor authentication is where now you have a second way of getting uh, either a, um, a password or code on your phone, right? If you put your phone number as a second factor of authenticating you, they'll, the, the, the bank has that app and feature, right? And then they'll put that in, you'll get that um, code and then you put it in now it doubly it's factoring that it's you, right? Verify, verifying it's you. Um, your password, right? Um, it can be one, two, three. It can be, you know, uh, your pet's name, right? Uh, we still find that. It can be your first child's name because those are information that a very good hacker, a person that's been following you will be able to find, right? Try to make sure that it is... Um, something that no one else would know, only you would know the answer. Uh, right now, what we've seen is people would use phrases, right, as answers, which means they'll ask, they'll have a question that only they would know what the answer is and be able to put that answer in there. Sorry about that. And uh, your mobile devices, um, there are certain um, tools that you can use, meaning if you, we've all heard, we could see the commercial for Norton Antivirus, right, that you can use to do that. Um, and, and, and download it on your phone and it provides you a certain type of security. The other thing that people don't um, look, pay attention to uh, when looking at personally at home is your devices, which means your, your, um, your computers, your internet router, your TV, which is smart now, right? <laughs> so we have smart TVs, all of those things. If you have internet provider, Spectrum, AT&T, whoever, now they have a... Um, a program where you could download, uh, they call it, they have, some of them call it cybersecurity or protection security. When you could go into your console and, and click on that security and be able to download um, a program, which is an antivirus um, to be able to scan your network and help you um, to manage if some people are trafficking, anyone that's coming in that you can check and be able to upgrade um, to be able to do the things that you do at home. Um, so those are some tips that you could take, right? So, and be vigilant, ask questions. If you see something on your bank account that does not look right, call the bank or go visit them, right? As soon as you can. So they'll be able to provide, to look at what you, to provide that information. Nowadays, we hear people calling asking for your social security number. Guess what? The IRS will tell you they do not call you for your social security number. As a matter of fact, they don't call you at all, right? Right. So those are things that we need to stay vigilant and see, uh, see what your local YMCA is providing as education. I know we've done some education awareness training that we call it for banks, local banks, right? That invites their 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 customers in, and we do. Or here are some steps to follow, like I mentioned earlier, and what to see. Now you're using a computer, your email is on your phone. As Lucy said, they want to do everything online. They have email. It's uh, even for me, sometimes it's frustrating. I'm like, I need to talk to a person, <laughs> so, yep. you know, yep. 
because I'm so used to it. I'm coming from that world at times. Right? I said, I need yeah. to talk to a person. Well, Come on. Well, to, to that so, point, to that point, I, I have a, a couple of questions uh, involving yeah. what you just went through. Starting off with uh, it, where you just kind of brought us back to, uh, you're saying that if if there's something going on on a website or something like that, that there should be a phone number that you could call to verify that it's a legitimate organization. Did I did I understand that correctly? Yes, 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 you should. Yes, you can. If you receive an email, you, you should, you know, every like everyone is at risk. Like I said, email now, what we call email uh, business, it's not only business email compromise, it's personal email compromise too, right? Um, it, the FBI is watching that a lot. And what it is, uh, I'll send you an email, make it look like it's coming from Lucy. I'm very good, right? <laughs> so sure, sure. We'll make it look from Lucy, ask you to give me some information. And guess what? Because it's Lucy, you know Lucy, it's a trusted source. What are you going to do? You're not going to question it and give it, right? Because we don't spend a little time to say, well, would Lucy really ask me that question over email, right? Um, pick up the phone and call Lucy, right? Depending on what, every information I check, but there's just certain information like, mm, if you if you go, mm, pick up the phone and ask, right? Uh, that's, and try to figure out another way. That's that's part of being vigilant is yes. looking around, double checking. All right, the other double question. Check. All right, the other question I had is, uh, I was watching one of these, uh, I guess, like an infomercial on TV. I was desperate, I guess, for something to watch one night. And they were talking about <laughs> cybersecurity. And the guy happened to be talking about passwords. And, yes. uh, and and what he was talking about is sort of, I guess, the mathematics that would be involved in breaking a a password code. And the more digits you have, the the, the harder it is. And I think, as he said, if you got past like 10 or 12, then it became like really exponentially difficult to break that password code. Um, it's obviously, especially if you're mixing them up with uh, numbers yes. and digits and things like that. Um, yeah. Is that true? No, yes, that's very true. And and even now when you, um, they've, they've, some companies, um, if you're setting up your username or password on website, they're truncated to eight, but their eight has different components, right? Either uppercase, lowercase, not your name, no letters associated with you, right? Um, have a special character. They even have characters that they accept for you to use, right? And numbers, right? Any, uh, all of these combination and you create it yourself. And also too, you'll see some of them will say they've generated uh 16 code passcode for you, right? I'm like, okay. Do you Can really trust it, that? But now <laughs> I have to write it down, right? Yeah, well, there's that too. But what you, should you trust somebody yeah. that, uh, you, you know, even if you to generate a code for you like that? I mean, you know, does I, that I, make... I, well, <laughs> I, I know I'm you wouldn't, CD. right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have like three programs scanning my network. Yeah, I, I work from home at times. My mother's on the network because my mom lives with me, and you know she has to go to church here. She got to watch this YouTube video. I'm like, how did you learn how to use YouTube? Okay, well, gotta put you on your own network, and then I have to put a a, a a a grid around you, right, to make sure that I'm controlling what you do. My son has one, I have one, and the house has one, right? And then you got to learn these things, and you can do that even at home, right? Uh, and you can call your service provider. Let's talk about internet access. 
when people come to my house, oh, what's what's your Wi-Fi? I said, well, why did you come here? Because <laughs> if you come into my house, then why are you come here and asking for my password? Are you coming to talk to me or hang out or what are you doing? So I, I buffer it that way. But if it's, uh, I also have a guest, um, a guest um, uh, pass um, Wi-Fi that people can use if they need to and have their own. But uh, but yeah, so you you um it. I say that because yes, it's good to have all these and remembering them is going to be a little bit, um, it can be difficult at time. If you have separate ones, there are certain programs out there that will help you. Now, do I trust someone to generate one for me? 99.9% of the time, no, which is times two. So I would create my passwords and I will have them somewhere. Right. So I have like, um, you can use last pass or one pass or there's different little, um, solutions out there like um, you could use to secure your your passwords okay. right in there that would help you remember okay. them um, and then or you could put them uh, on your phone and lock it with a passcode right. <laughs> yeah, so passcode on a password right? right and this is why I'm talking about sometimes you use a phrase something that you would remember that bypass all of these number binary numbers okay. but it is harder to crack, although we have machines that can do it, but it's going to take the machine a little longer to do than not, right? All right, all right. very so, good, um, very good. Okay, yes. in the meantime, we will- I, I could be here all day if you let me. I know, you. we're just scratching <laughs> the surface, but we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. the score before we get back to the conversation about cybersecurity with Regine and Lucy and myself just like to remind you that one of the reasons why scores on the radio is because it's a great way to get their message out and you can do the same thing ladies and gentlemen all you have to do is contact the folks here at Salem Media Group Orlando and because they now in, can incorporate your social media platforms with your radio platform they can make it all work for you or they can do one or the other because they can do it all right here at Salem Media Group Orlando. All you have to do is Google Salem Surround because they can surround the media with your message. and uh, or, or you can just go right to surroundorlando.com. That's surroundorlando.com. So take advantage of it, and uh, you won't be sorry. You can also call 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760. Talk to the great folks here over the phone. Verify they're real, like Regine said, and then uh, you can uh, put your message to work. All right? Uh, we'll, okay, so anyway, back to Regine. Regine Bono of RB Advisory, rbadvisoryllc.com. So RB Advisory, you, I take it, work with primarily with businesses to help them solidify their security efforts yes yes we do um yes and then we do um we do events and do education where for on a personal side to help start first right and i always say you know just to give a little recap uh when you look at um because there's always we there's a report that comes out every year but it looks at the year at an arrear right when eighty-two percent, close to ninety percent of all um, of all breaches that you hear, when there's some kind of information that's leaked out and and people's information is gone, is is caused by human error. And I say this because they always say, "Well, we have technology." Yes, you have technology, but you have humans behind it, right? So this is where 
we spoke about earlier, do you want to be part of the solution or be part of the problem, right? And how do you do that? With companies uh, that, well, clients that we have, we have an education and awareness training um, component, which is taking their employees. And I've said that before. And people are like, oh, no, no, no. I said, well, if you can teach, if, if I can teach you how to protect yourself at home as an employee, it automatically transfers to your professional life, right? It, it makes sense now because I just understood that I am also a target. My, my life, what I've built is also at risk and here are the things that I need to do. So it makes it better, right? So we, we, we offer that education awareness training and we take a personal approach to it first because we connect when it affects us as an individually and then we see the world as a whole, right? Uh, so yeah, so we help them with that. We help them understand um, the the policies and procedures that they have in place and how people should be behaving. A lot of it, uh, some of the fun stuff that we do, and I stay up at night with the team sometimes is we call it penetra penetration testing, which is ethical hacking. That means you give me permission to do it, right? So, but I act like the bad actor to see what, how are you. How can how quickly can I come in, right? And I always use this analogy, right? If I'm coming into your house, do you have one lock? Do you have a second lock, right? And do you have another bolt, right? I remember in New York, you have three sets of locks on your door, right? <laughs> uh, so we look at how how quickly can I come in? Did you leave the door open? Like you know, if, if the door is open, I'm gonna walk right in, right? And if you consistently do it, hey, you become a target and part of my business strategy. And that's how hackers think, so we think that way. And we also help them look at um, some technology that fits their business. And this is why I said it's always good to have a consultation and, and speak with a, a, a partner in this, right? Because it's a journey. It's not a one and done. It is a journey. So you need a partner that is knowledgeable, that stays ahead of the trend to help you capture these as you go along, especially business, right? Especially any business, uh, but I look at small businesses uh, to medium-sized businesses, because guess what? We're, so you, you start the business, you're doing it, you you everything to the business as a whole, and you put everything in it. So if you can stop and think and do these simple steps, then that would work. And then understand and then understand where you are as a company is, number, is another factor, because it's such a large, it's like an umbrella, right? Like insurance. You look at that insurance, cybersecurity is a big umbrella and there's different components. And everyone needs all of them. But the beauty of being here and in this world of, that we are right now, the same product is made for everyone at different level, at different costs, right? And, and it's not a cost, it's an investment. And if you change that, then you, you, you're well ahead of the way you think. So a lot of the things that businesses we see that suffer, we've heard of ransomware a lot, right? Sure. And that also transition into, into personal life, right? Uh, when people take over your computer, you get an email, you click on a link and guess what? There you go. And then it says to pay me. So a lot of, on the personal side, we see a lot of that happening. And again, with our age group, right? It's susceptible. Everyone's susceptible to it, but there's, there's a larger happening on the older elder, elder, older population, the more wisdom population. That's what <laughs> right. I, I would take it so, that, that probably yeah, 
if you get an email from somebody you don't recognize, you might just not want to even open it at all. Now, Lucy, I, I think uh, no. you, you were you think Lucy, I think you were concerned about the scams and, and what might be the biggest scam out there. Is that right? That's correct. Yep, that's right. Lots of that goes on. So, and, and I think where the targets are usually older folks, because we're a lot more innocent. And, and not only that, I mean, we're not as informed on all this technology as the younger folks are. Well, I did see I did see something I did see something recently where younger folks were were being victimized as well because the scams are so sophisticated. Um, but but what yep. is the biggest scam and and what's the best you know thing you know, like what should people watch out for, Regine? Yeah. So the best, biggest scam and uh, you're absolutely correct. I was just going to mention that everyone is seeing it because guess what? We're going too fast, right? Uh, we're fast, we're clicking, we're all over the place, we're providing our information just for anything, just to get somewhere. So that's why you see now, especially in the younger population, everyone is, they're getting hit because of that and their information is all over. So we call what we call phishing an online scam, right? Phishing email where uh, I mentioned earlier, where, um, I'm pretending to be Lucy, sending you an email asking you for information uh, that, I probably Lucy would not do, but because of Lucy's rank or title or we're so quickly to answer questions or we're moving so fast that we provide information, right? And now that's what you get. And then email compromise when you're looking at links. Uh, people will um, receive an email with a link into it and click it. Everyone is susceptible and we have the best of the best, but I, if I'm getting hit 20,000 times per a minute, one will get through, right? And guess what? I they, they, I, I got an email, and it's like, especially with Microsoft, because, you know, that's what we use, but they have their own. I got an email saying, hey, can I get an update to this purchase order? And I looked at it, I'm like, well, <laughs> you, the, peop- the client I deal with would not send me an email like this, so I'm not. But again, I have to stop and think, right, because it looks so real. So if I click on click on it, then guess what? Now my computer is taking over. But you have to think about those things because this is where our medium of informa- of communication is, right? And uh, so we see a lot. We, we see a lot of that. And you had asked me another question aligning with this, because on how to what to do next. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please. What? 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 No. What? No. No. Go ahead. I'm just. And trying to get the question. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, we just have a couple minutes left here, um, but uh, so you know, once again, how, for you, the information, you, you keep going back to that. That people just are giving out way too much information, way too fast. But now it's out there. Any way to get it back? And 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 what? And and what? When they're asking for information, what's okay to give, and, and what would you not give? We only got about two minutes, so please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, you're able to know who you want to give your information to because there's a lot of regulations that's required. Now you can you cannot not give your information. Um, I, you know, you determine who you're dealing with, right? So if it's a, if it's your healthcare provider, you, you I, I will go and see you in person, right? And see, okay, what is the information you need? So you can gauge that information by who it is that's asking for it and what are you doing, right? So um, if you're on social media, which we all are, 
restrict a lot of information. Don't tell people when you're leaving home or doing, you know, whatever you're doing. Be very um, cognizant of what you're putting out there as well, right? Because you're in control of that. Now, there's just certain information you have to give to authorities, and they have it already. So you have to to see um, to see about that. But it just you have the right to ask the question of where is that information going? Who is going to make sure that this information is secured? Right? Are you sharing my information with anyone else? And we sometimes sign documents and don't see that um, you give your information to one entity and they can share for marketing purposes, right? Sure. So you got to look at that uh, and seeing that the less you give, the better. But however, uh, is who you? I can't tell you what to give and what not to give, right? But right. depending on the platform you're in then that's when you will know uh, that you shouldn't give so real, much information. Real quick, would a good rule of thumb be uh, give yeah. less information to fewer places? Yes, <laughs> or no information. Okay. <laughs> Often the information uh, is what we have to engage, uh, right? right? But, you know, uh, I want to make uh, cybersecurity uh, um, is a buzzword, right? And I think now we're becoming, um, how do you call it, synthesized to it. Because there's so much we see, there's so much coming at us. It's still here. It is real. It has um, the the hackers do not care what you look like, who you are, what you do. They have no qualm on that. Their only aim is to. It's a business for them. They're going to do whatever necessary to do what they have to do to get to their end goal. So it is up to you to be vigilant and ask the right question and pay attention, read things over, look it over, pick up the phone and call if you can, as much as you can and verify before you give that information or click that button. Very good. All right, we'll leave it right there, but we're gonna have to have you back. We're just scratching the surface, but go to (laughs) rbadvisoryllc.com. And until next week, that's all for What's the Score. See ya. What's the Score is a public service presentation of Salem Media Group Orlando, all rights reserved. This was a pre-recorded show.